0: This sermon is brought to you by Shofar Christian Church. We hope that you will be blessed by this message. Our audio and video sermons are also available on Shofar TV to download and share. So the, the message this morning is diffusing the fragrance of Christ. So very appropriately, these beautiful flowers that we've, that we've got over here, that is really... Really amazing and they really smell amazing. Thanks for all the hard work and getting all of them to look so pretty. But yeah, flowers by themselves look pretty. I was walking this week um, past Stellenbosch Mall and then I popped in by Gay and we just started to talk about flowers and I said, sure, this is really such a privilege to actually work with flowers. And then she told me, but you know, there's not one flower that looks the same. Each flower is individual. Each flower is so precious, and it's really beautiful. And they they really have amazing fragrance. So um, you can, the ladies, you can come afterwards and come and smell the flowers. Right? <laughs> okay. So, yeah, you know, for those of you who don't know me, I'm Eugene Dolman, and um, I'm assistant pastor here in, in Shofa Stellenbosch, and it's really a privilege to share the word with you guys this morning, and um, yeah, it's it's really, really a privilege to be here this morning and, and bringing the word. So, but before I continue, I'd like to open for us in prayer. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father, that we can... Exalt the name of Jesus this morning. Thank you, Lord, for each of the testimonies, Father. Thank you, Lord, for each precious person, Lord, that that is here this morning, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for each of our children that is at Children's Church, Lord. Each family that's not here at the moment, Lord, that is on holiday. We thank you, Father, for just this amazing time that we can spend in your presence, Lord. And my prayer this morning, Lord, is that our lives, Lord, will be a sweet-smelling aroma for you, Lord. My heart's desire, Lord, this morning is for your spirit to touch each one of us and to come and open the word, Lord, to each one of us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. (laughs) So, I just sense that there might be a couple of people, as I said earlier, that, that has lost hope. I mean, if you just go and look at the different things that is busy happening in our country, up north in the free state, there's, there's many things that can cause us to, to lose hope. Maybe your personal circumstances are very difficult. Um, I don't know what you are facing, but what I want us to realize and know this morning is what is your purpose? What is our purpose? So maybe in groups of two, Throwing you in the deep end now, and I'm gonna get you to speak. What is our purpose as as people? What is our God, God's intended purpose for us? Glorified. Amen, Pastor. <laughs> Thanks, Pastor Albert. <laughs> to glorify God, that is what our purpose is. So if you ever wondered what your purpose is, that is your purpose. We can never look past that. I mean, all the worship songs even this morning was about praising God's name and worshiping Him and glorifying Him. Isn't that amazing how everything, we don't pick the songs beforehand, the band and they pray about what should the songs be and each of those songs had something about the name of Jesus, had about glorifying God. Isn't that just so awesome just to see how the spirit moves and how everything works together? But I want to read for us Isaiah 43, verse 21, and Psalm 150, verse 6. This people I have formed myself. They shall declare my praise. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Hallelujah! (laughs) Where's Videos? (laughs) Hallelujah! Hallelujah! (laughs) Do you guys know what the, the word hallelujah means? Who knows what the word means? Okay, praise the Lord. Okay, so the word hallelujah, the Hallelu means praise, but it's exuberant praise and the word jaw means God. So that is the meaning of hallelujah. So I'm going to le- read it again. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. <laughs> okay, now I've got all of your attention. <laughs> so our created purpose is to praise the Lord. That is what our purpose is. And if we look in, in Luke 19, where Jesus entered Jerusalem on the back of a donkey, you all know that story. So when Jesus entered the, the town, the people were praising him. They were just like going crazy because they thought and they knew that the Messiah was here. They knew that he was Jesus. And They screamed and shouted, blessed is the king who come in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest. But just check what happens next. The Pharisees came to him and they told him, please make them quiet. They can't say blasphemous things like this. And many times our lives are being quieted by other people, even the opinions of other people, but let's look at what he says in verse 19 or Luke 19, verse 40. I know it's not on there, but but he answered and said to them, I tell you that if these should keep silent, the stones would immediately cry out. Isn't that awesome? If we keep quiet, the stones will start to shout out his praises. Do you know what we're going to do when we leave this earth, when we go to heaven? Anybody that's got an idea? <laughs> we're going to worship God. If we read in, um, in, in Revelation 4, it says, And they do not rest day or night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. So, when we enter heaven one day, we will never ever stop. To worship God. We will be continuously worshiping God. And you might ask, but how is that possible? I really believe that when we enter heaven, we will be completely selfless. Every bit of selfishness will be gone. And we will be in awe of our King. And this morning we're going to talk a little bit about selfishness. But what are the keys for us not to lose our flavor? I mean, each one of us that is here, we've got a flavor that comes out of us. Yeah, natural, there's a flavor, but there's also a spiritual flavor. We'll get to the natural flavor just now. But, um, so, on, on Tuesday, I had the privilege of going to our street ministry out in Somerset West, and to tell you the honest truth, I was sort of in a space where we haven't actually started the it started actually two weeks before, but there were not a lot of people that was living on the street that was actually coming yet because the word hasn't spread yet, and I thought, okay, now, maybe it's just, I'll just go and surf and just enjoy myself uh, the afternoon. And as I had that thought, I was just thinking, yo, Eugene, you're actually being selfish here. There's an opportunity to minister. There's an opportunity to serve. And when I got there, there was only three people that came from the streets to come and join this ministry session. And we had the most profound time together where God's tangible presence was there. But you know what was the sad part? The sad part was that most of the guys, the three guys that sat there, one didn't believe in God and the other one was just so distant. But as we just shared the love of God, something started to click in especially the one guy's heart because he never had a loving father. And as we were sharing about God's love and the sacrifice that Christ made, there were these tears of, that were welling up and I could see that the Holy Spirit is busy doing something in this guy's heart. You see, there's so many people that don't know that we have a loving Father. And I know this scripture in John 3, verse 16 to 17 is, is so, we know the scripture so well, but sometimes we, we really lose what it actually says. It says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. There's no greater fragrance than the love of Christ. There's nothing greater than that fragrance of love. Amen? You see, when... When we walk with that flavor of Christ, there's things that change. There's doors that open up. If we read in Ephesians 5 verse 1 to 2, it says here, the heading is walk in love. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children and walk in love as Christ also loved us and given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling aroma. And this morning I want to preach on diffusing the fragrance of Christ. If we read in 2 Corinthians 2 verse 14 and 15. Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of His knowledge in every place. In every place we diffuse the knowledge of Christ. For we are to God the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. Now, I've been blessed with an immense good olfactory system. Who knows what olfactory is? (laughs) That's the ability to smell. So I've been blessed with just amazing, (laughs) sometimes it's really unfortunate, but an ability to to really smell. So I remember when I was still working in the fiberglass factory a couple of years ago, and we had about 80 staff members that that we employed in, in two of our factories, and I remember that there were certain guys that would walk a long way um, on the side of me because they were so scared that I would smell what happened over the weekend because I could pick the, the smell of the alcohol up like they could be walking there and then I knew okay that okay it's a little bit too much to drink. So every Monday morning I knew the people that were scared of me were actually the guys that needed a lot of prayer. So um so this this can also be quite a curse. I don't know who of you have a very good sense of smell, but I'm gonna test this. Who of you can smell that when a plate has been washed by the dishwasher and there was egg the previous meal on the plate. Who can smell that? Or in the glass, hey? Eh? <laughs> That's crazy. So you have to actually wash this, this plate like a couple of times and my wife really has trouble because whenever that plate is in front of me, before the food is dished up, I would say, no, not this one, not this one, not this one. And um, then eventually I would just get up and wash the plate so that it doesn't smell. But um, yeah. So some of us have really been blessed with a, like a super smeller, so, um, and you don't like the part when you have to turn to your neighbor, hey? You don't like that part because when you say, I like your smell, your smile, there's something else that you also smell when, um, when you ask that question. But yeah, some of us are really blessed with a supernatural ability or ability to smell, and when, when you walk past these flowers, then, then you actually just get a fresh, fresh smell. They actually say that, that all of our houses, all of us as individuals actually have a smell and it's actually difficult for us to smell ourselves. And when they do perfume tests and things like that, they actually tell the people you have to smell this and then they have to walk out of the, the vicinity and then come back and I want to read for us a, a little part that was published in the New York magazine. We adapt to smells very quickly within the space of just a few breaths. We can lose our ability to detect new odors. It's called olfactory adaptation, and it's the same reason you can't smell your own breath. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> Your body odor or even your perfume. Oh, that might not be so good, eh? And even your perfume after a few minutes. This cognitive psychologist, um, Pamela Dalton, told New York Magazine, May be a good thing. Now, I'm not too sure if that is a good thing or a bad thing. You can decide um, for yourself. But we very easily lose our ability to smell. It doesn't take long for us just to be accustomed our surroundings and also the smell of our surroundings. And I really believe that that is also the same spiritually. I think many times we actually lose track of what is that smell that is coming out of us. And this morning I want us to really ask the Lord to show us what is that spiritual smell that, that we have. I mean, the The smelliest spiritual smell that that I think that there is, is the smell of selfishness. When we are really selfish, it is actually the worst thing, the worst smell that you can ever smell. Now, if we look at the definition of selfishness, it's being concerned excessively or exclusively for oneself or one's own advantage, pleasure, welfare, regardless of others. The easiest way to do, to do a spiritual fragrance test is to listen to your own conversation and prayers. I mean, many times when you are in conversation, when I'm in conversation, I listen. And many times when we start to speak, there's actually things that come out of our heart. And that's very, a, a very good place to To just start to listen to what you talk about. Is most of the things that you talk about, is it about yourself and about your well-being and and things that need to go your way? Now I can tell you that if that is the case, there there might be a hint of selfishness in there. And also listen to your prayers. What are we praying for? Are we praying more for ourselves and our own good? Or are we really praying for others? If we read in Matthew 15 verse 18, it says, But those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart, and they defile a man. That was Jesus speaking. I want to read another part in James 4 from verse 3 to 4 out of the Passion Translation. I know some people don't really like the Passion Translation, but sometimes it just has the ability to put things in a bit of context. So, Passion Translation is not my main Bible that I'm reading, but sometimes, um, yeah, I've actually been blessed by an amazing new Bible um, two weeks ago, and this Bible is really, we, <laughs> we can never lose this, eh? There's one of one of my colleagues that actually lost his Bible for for a couple of years, and then he prayed, and he actually forgot about this Bible, and then this Bible amazingly disappeared again, and he was so fond of this Bible, but one evening after church, he left the Bible here um, (laughs) at church. I don't know why I'm sharing this, but um, so he left his sword here, and he was praying and asking God for that Bible to return, and about three weeks ago, um, or the, the Bible was gone I think for about three or four weeks one of the guys that's working here at the school came to me last Sunday evening. He said, somebody left this Bible, and then I knew exactly whose Bible that was. But um, the joy of giving that Bible back, we actually had a bit of a prank that we played on, played on him. Um, and we actually hit the Bible away, and then we said, no, but you have to search and look into your bag. And, and then you just wouldn't look into his bag. But eventually he got into his bag, and it was just... Um, i just so blessed by receiving that Bible. So never leave your Bible. We must always carry our sword. So I want to read for us in James 4 from verse 3 to 4. And if you ask, you won't receive it, for you're asking with corrupt motives, seeking only to fulfill your own selfish desires. You have become spiritual adulterers who are having an affair, an unholy relationship with the world. Don't you know that flirting with the world values places you at odds with God whoever chooses to be the world's friend makes himself God's enemy does the scripture mean nothing to you that says the spirit of the spirit that God breathed into our hearts is a jealous lover who intensely desires to have more and more of us but he continues to pour out more and more grace upon us. For it says, God resists you when you are proud, but continuously pours out grace when you are humble. See, the question this morning is what is the fragrance that our town of Stellenbosch, what is that fragrance of this town? Now, I can tell you a story. Of a prophetess lady that really prays for, for this town, and the one day when she was having quiet time, she experienced that the Lord said, "No, she needs to rub herself with fish oil." Now, who of you know what fish oil smells like hey? I mean that 's the worst smell that you can probably ever have and Every morning, she had to rub herself with this fish oil, and she was later complaining to the Lord, why must I have this fish oil on me? Because everybody's like making like a passage. Uh, Whenever she enters the shop or whatever, (laughs) and that was probably the only good part, she like jumped the queues. Um, And, but wherever she walked, it was this awful smell, and every morning, she had to like rub more fish oil. And she really smelled so much of this fish oil. And I can't remember how long it went on, but she was, keep on, she was just asking God, why do I have to put this fish oil on my skin all the time? And then one morning, God revealed to her. And He said, this is how this town of Stellenbosch smells to me. It's full of pride. There's many people that is only about their own interest and their own selfish desires. And that really shook me when, when I heard that. I mean, selfishness is the greatest stench that we can ever diffuse, is when we are selfish when we only look out for our own needs, our own desires, and satisfying that. Selfishness is like, have you ever driven in a car? I'm going to make it a bit light. And somebody leaves a little silent killer. eh? (laughs) Hey? Now that is exactly... Our selfishness is. (laughs) The person thinks and hopes that no one will notice the smell, but everybody knows, eh? (laughs) And it's normally the guy that shifts the blame, eh? (laughs) Now, with the children, you always know, eh? (laughs) Um, But if we look at the word sin, what is the center letter in the word sin? It's I. I. And it's by no surprise that it is I. If we look at our culture, we are obsessed with I, me, and myself. I mean, we even, our phones are called an iPhone, hey? (laughs) iPhone. Yeah, Samsung people don't get excited in Huawei. (laughs) We're all about taking selfies and just like putting all the attention and all the focus on ourselves <laughs> so watch out for the selfies thing is where is our focus is our focus on God is our focus on worshiping him on Christ what is that fragrance that comes out of us you see our selfishness and our pride it escalates to becoming like superior and you know, this, this already starts when children are in primary school, to, to belong to the cool group, to be one of the guys that plays first team rugby, or netball, or hockey, whatever the case may be. But that drive for self many times already starts when we are at school. Well, we all know that we are born in sin, so... It actually starts way before that. I mean, whoever has seen a two-year-old that throws a tantrum, eh? Yeah. Who's got two-year-olds that's throwing tantrums? Okay, don't put your hand up. Don't put your hand up. It's all right. <laughs> but I remember those two-year-old days. Um, my two boys, sure, it was amazing. But But what are those things that... That we have become so selfish. Even in Christian circles, we become selfish in who we want to click with. Who we want to spend time with. We say, no, we'd we'd rather just mingle with these type of people. So it's, it's not only in the world, it's also in our midst. That selfish desires of only doing what I want. And I really believe that the Lord wants us to be rid of self. That we are really selfless. See, this town will never ever change. Our praise will be hindered until we become 100% selfless in this town. And I can tell you now that in our lives, there are most probably people that we don't get along with. <laughs> we had a home group the other night, and um, and. Whilst I was preparing, I just asked this question. Who has some people that they don't get along with? And nobody put their hand up until I um, forced my wife to share something. My poor wife. I won't share the story again, but um, it was, we all have those people that we don't get along with. But is it our own selfish desires that is causing that? Are we reaching out to those that, that are different than us? I mean, whenever I go to the Tuesday evening fellowship, when I take some of the guys home afterwards, their the smell actually still stays in my cough up until the next day, even after they have left. But if I don't surrender myself We'll never go to the ends of the world. We will never go to where Jesus has called us. We need to surrender ourselves. I want to read um, another, another phrase. Um, oh, I want to tell this story. So, a couple of weeks, we as a, as a staff group, we went out to... Um, the dam to go and thank the Lord for the water that was, yeah, that we were blessed with at Tiawaters Kluif. And it was just such a beautiful morning. We actually went out there and it was a cold day and there was even more rain that was coming. It was, the dam was at like 95 or 98 percent and it was just a precious moment of just glorifying God. Can you guys remember what it was like when there was a drought. Eh? I think the evidence are still there. We still shower with those buckets and fill the toilets and all of that. But so when we came back, we decided we're gonna go to Fransch Hook for some coffee. <laughs> and So we got there a little bit before the rest of the staff who, who drove in the, in, the, um, in the taxi or in our quantum bus. And we went to this, this coffee shop and we got a big table outside, and how fortunate it wasn't in Stellenbosch, but I think the same thing happens here, and it was so interesting when we entered that, that coffee shop, or when the rest of the staff came, there were these five or six ladies that were were sitting on the side, and I noticed them on the, on the corner of my eye, and I, I looked at them, and As our staff entered, now I don't know if if we didn't have the right clothes or the right look or what it was, but they just looked and they started to stare at these people that came in. And it was just so evident that they were just minding their own thing and they didn't want anybody to, to actually come to their coffee shop because this is the place where they drink coffee. And that was... That was really heartbreaking that, we, that people can become so prideful that we don't even cross barriers. We just stay in our own holy huddle. I want you to ask the Lord to reveal those areas where each of us have become selfish. Ask Him to show you those areas where you need to repent. Repent. And normally, it's those areas that, that we really enjoy and areas that we can even justify. Just a side note when you go to the Lord. But we need to surrender our will. And we need to worship Him and serve Him. Especially where it does not come easily. If we read in Philippians 2 from verse 3 to 4. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in loneliness of mind. Let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interest, but also for the interest of others. I've got a bit of a challenge for you. <laughs> Who of you know your neighbors? Like, very well. No, don't put up your hands. Don't put up your hands. <laughs> um, I think most of us don't really know our neighbors well. And we sort of just, like, do the wave when we, when we go past. Um, sometimes we know the names of our neighbors, but if we go to Zola or Numzamu or Kaimande, I can tell you now that those people know the neighbours, They really know who's living next to, to them. So the challenge this, this morning that I have for each one of you is go and meet your neighbors this week. Even the difficult one. Um, now, even pastors have difficult neighbors. Now I'm not going to overshare now, but um, there's, <laughs> there's one neighbor on my side, and he doesn't get along with me that well. Um, Look at that, (laughs) even the way that I said it. (laughs) But maybe it's time to go and visit that neighbor, even that difficult neighbor that is living next to you. And how do you go to him? Ask him if there's any need or anything that you can pray for. Yo, I think some people are now scared. Going up to your neighbor and asking what, I, what you can pray for him. Okay, let me make it a bit easier for you. Just go and ask them, is there an area where they need help? Maybe when they go away for a weekend, look after the dogs or look after their house when they are not there. But go and introduce yourself to your neighbor. Okay, is that a deal? Hey? Who's going to do that? Okay, I've got one person. Sure. Huh? Okay, I'm stand still at this point. We're going to go over it again. Okay, so who's going to do that? Okay, I've got three, three, four people here. I take it that the rest of you all know your neighbors and you're already praying for them. Hallelujah. Hey, Tosca. Okay. So how do we diffuse the fragrance of Christ? We live a life of worship. A life where we worship God and where we praise Him. And I think some of us need to make some lifestyle adjustments. Even with the time that we are spending with our Creator. Some of us need to get up a little bit earlier in the morning. And some of us need to go to bed a little bit later in the evening. You see... A lifestyle of worship starts in your inner room. It starts in that place where you worship God and where you praise His name, where nobody else sees you, where you spend time with Him. And I want to encourage you to not forsake that. Take time out to spend it with God. He will show you amazing things. The second area is surrender your will. And that's probably the most difficult thing for us to do. Is to surrender our own will. Because there's so many things that we can do for ourselves. There was a quote that I missed that I wanted to read. This is a worldly living standard. To spend money they haven't earned to buy things they don't need To impress people you don't like. But what is that area that you and me need to surrender? What is that selfish thing that the Lord is speaking to each one of us about? Maybe it's a habit. Maybe it's something that you fall back on, that you even find a comfort in. Maybe it's an addiction saying that when we surrender to Jesus, He will come and fill that void. Another area where we can diffuse the fragrance of Christ, and this list is, is not um, a full list. There's many areas that we can still cover. But become a servant. If we read in Ephesians 5 from verse 1 to 2. Therefore be imitators of God as dear children, and walk in love As Christ also has loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. See, when our life is full of the fragrance of Christ, people are drawn to the Christ that is in us. When we truly love and serve others, not for our own gain or recognition, it opens doors. It opens doors for His kingdom to come, for our lives to represent worshiping Him. See, when we worship Him, doors will start to open up. I was speaking to um, another friend yesterday, and he was saying that there's not many times when, when he witnesses like divine opportunities where God intervenes and where somebody maybe comes... To um, salvation or even just having a word for somebody. And I was pondering on that, and he it, it then shared the following testimony, which I heard a week or two ago about one of our pastors in Wellington. His wife had, um, had like a seizure, and she's, I think, Frank is about, she's younger than 40, and she was taken to hospital. And there was some sort of a diagnosis that they gave her. But then they had to rush her to, an, to another hospital. And while she was laying um, in this ambulance, there was this guy that was attending to her. And he was a Muslim guy. And whilst they were busy driving, she was not thinking about herself. She was thinking about this gentleman, this guy that is busy helping her. And she shared the gospel with him. She shared the love of God and how much he loves him. Because many times, well, especially in the Muslim religion, they think and they say that God is angry. And when she shared that we actually have a loving father and that Jesus is the Christ, he surrendered his life. Now, can you imagine Not to be concerned with your own health and well-being, but to be concerned with the person that is with you in that ambulance. Being absolutely selfless, not worrying about yourself. And I really believe that when we are truly selfless, there will be many more opportunities to share the gospel with people that is in our everyday life, that is with us, that we see so many times. And when we are intimate with Jesus, that boldness will arise. Amen? Okay, so Renier, don't you guys want to come up? And I'm going to close for us in... in you know, I want us to all stand up as Renier and them is coming up. Thank you for worship this, mo- this morning, Renier and team. You guys are really awesome. It's really amazing just to see this church and how people are serving in in Schaufer Stellenbosch. I mean, if, if you get here on a, at 6 o'clock or 7 o'clock on a Sunday morning, there's literally 10 guys that rock up here in the morning to unpack this whole hall. And there's guys like Reinhardt and... That's here every Sunday, just setting up the sound equipment. So if you are looking for a place to become more selfless and a place to serve, you can come and help in the the mornings. There's so many opportunities for us to serve. You see, Jesus was the ultimate servant. He became a servant and served humankind. He served us. Because He loves us. He loves us so much. Let us close our eyes. Thank you for listening. Remember that our sermon audio and videos are also available on Shofar TV. Go to www.shofaronline.tv to download and share.